0: few weeks. Even the weeks that we had to be online, we've been in a sermon series, A New Thing. Uh, the inspiration, um, our grounding scriptures, anchor verses for that come from Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. And, and we've read those a few times over the last few weeks. But just a reminder to you that, you know, God was speaking through the prophet Isaiah and challenging the people and saying, look, I'm doing, I'm doing a new thing. I'm here. I'm among you. And it's, it's already happening and challenging. Do you see it? Can you perceive it? Do you feel it? Um, and, and then part of that new thing that God was doing was saying, okay, in the past, I, I freed you, I've led you into to freedom from, from um, oppression and that exodus from the Egyptians, but then saying, now I'm going to make a way for you in the wilderness. I'm going to make a way in those places that seem impossible, the wilderness being uh, similar to like desert or, or without life or without any um, uh, fullness of what God was doing. But then God saying, no, 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 the new thing I'm doing is going to make a way where it seems like there is no way. And then we've seen over the last couple of weeks how Jesus would challenge his followers through his teaching of saying, you know, look, when when there's new wine, there's got to be new wine skins ready to, to receive it, to, to stretch and, and receive the fullness of that new wine. Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to be stretched and receive? Old wineskins, they stretch and they break. They become brittle. But new wineskins are ready to, to receive the fullness of that. And last Sunday, we looked at some of those encounters that people had with Jesus where Jesus was challenging them. Are you are you ready to see that in the new thing that God is doing? It's it's more than enough. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to hold on tightly to what we have, but we can experience the abundance of God or or Jesus saying, you know, for you to to experience a new thing God's doing, there's a challenge to participate and to be in the middle of what God is doing and and realizing that it will cost us something. And truthfully, as we looked at last week in that challenge to the rich young ruler, it's not just costing us Something, Sorry, but I'm
1: still not sure about that.
0: That is really weird. That was Siri, wasn't it? I have no idea where that would have come from. Um, wow. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Hold on. Let me do this. I'm gonna make sure everything's muted on here. It was my phone. That is. Okay. I don't know. Thanks, Siri. <laughs> That'll be fun to go back and watch and see what just happened. <laughs> um, but the, the challenge last week as we, as we ended the sermon was just the reminder, as Jesus saying to the rich young ruler of saying, you know, you've received so much. You, you, you have so much around you. You have so much that feels like that foundation to your life, but are you willing to surrender it all, to go all in and say yes to God and that new thing? And, and for that rich young ruler, the young man that was talking to Jesus, the scripture says he walked away sad because he realized how much he had and what it really means to give all. To give it all, and and so for Kristen and I, we've been in a place where you know we are praying and and prayerfully um, wanting to see God move Essence Place into a season of a new thing, and trusting that God is going to bring us into that place of um, experiencing the new thing that God desires to do. That we wouldn't be so determined to to see it be the way that we've always done it, or trying to you know return back to what seems familiar, but to step in obedience and trust God. And so for Kristen and I, as we Um, talk this morning. What we want to do is just bring the whole church into a process of discovery and obedience that really has been unfolding um, for the church and in our hearts and our lives over the last several months, and really almost the last year, and what God is doing um, here at Essence Place. You know, over the last year we've spent a lot of time um, prayerfully asking God, what are you speaking? Where are you leading? How are you directing us? How are you directing the church? What are you saying for your church? And um, and we came to a place uh, early last year and kind of into the middle part of of last year, 2021, where we felt like there was certain changes that needed to happen for Essence Place and, and felt like part of that was related to just a direction and the leadership of Essence Place and what God was going to be doing. And so um, a lot of this process over the last year was happening privately in, in prayerful conversations, us to God, us to one another, and then slowly um, rolling out to, to broader groups of people, and um, including, you know, our Essence Place advisory team, and then now today, you know, bringing um, really a conversation about a new thing that God is doing to the whole church, and, and just trusting what God has been revealing and wanting to share that with you. And so, what I want to do is upfront. Give you the bottom line of like where we're going with this morning, what we're sharing, and then we'll back up from that and and fill in some of the history and some of the details of what brings us to today. But in giving you the bottom line, I just, I wanted to to be clear up front so it it doesn't leave people in this place of like wondering what are they going to say, where are they going, and just bringing clarity to it. But um, what we're sharing today and what we're going to be explaining about is the fact that we've come to an intentional decision to shift our role as lead pastors to a, a secondary or a background role As the church moves into a new season, seeing succession and leadership and and helping support um, a new pastoral couple that will come to to be leading Essence Place. And that for us as pastors, what God's asked us to do is to um, experience just a purposeful transition in the leadership of Essence Place and moving to a place of, of shared leadership for a season of time. Um, for Essence Place and and now you may hear that and you go wait a minute What does all of that mean and we're we're gonna fill in some of the details of what that means and um, what that is going to look like um, But first of all, I want to say that um, As we spend, you know, the remainder of our time this morning explaining and giving more background to it I want you to understand that this is a process that has been unfolding for a period of months and is going to continue to happen over a period of months four or six months is going to continue through this year, so um, as we explain some of this, I want you to just remain open and listen to what God is saying and what God is speaking um, to you and then what God has been speaking to us. Because, um, first of all, I just want to say this has truly been a season of experiencing growth for us personally, growth and just trusting God and learning uh, the power of just waiting and watching and seeing what God is going to do. As we talk about that new thing, we realize that we don't, we don't rush God's new thing and, and not give in to that pressure of trying to push and make things happen, but just trust that things will happen in the process that it needs to. And, and I think in a lot of ways, it's been a challenge for us to practice what we preach in that place of prayerfully trusting God, of remaining open, of not being fearful and holding things tightly, but being um, willing to to open our hands to what God is doing. And so let me give you a little bit of the history of um, how this, this transition season has started. And then we're going to um, talk a little bit about first the history and then what it looks like from this point going forward uh, for the church. But as I said starting early last year there was a stirring in our hearts that there was a change for essence place that needed to happen and as we prayed about it we realized it's, it wasn't just um you know it was beyond the fact that there were you know just the general impacts that have impacted churches across the country because of you know covid and pandemic and and having to really create new and different ways of of doing and being the church in you know 2020 2021 and as we were praying about the direction of the church we realized that there was this deeper stirring that God was doing of believing that there was a a breakthrough for Essence Place that um, would see God moving the church into a new future, a new possibility, a new season. And over an extended period of time, Kristen and I, we just focused on times of prayer, conversation between us of trying to sort out, okay, what is God saying? What is God doing? And, um, you know, trying to understand what was happening. And as we were working through it, we were working from the perspective of our own history with Essence Place of starting the church and being lead pastors of the church, um, working within um, even just the God given limits of this season of the church, but also the season of our own lives and our family, and then um, realizing that the the expression of that in ministry can and will look different over time. And as we moved through the year, it became clear that one of the significant places where God was challenging us was to be open handed with our role as pastors of Essence Place and um, we've said it many times to you. We've said it um, through the process of starting the church, and we've repeated it um, throughout the years that, you know, this is not our church. It's God's church. You are not our people. You are God's people, that we belong to one another, that we are the body of Christ, that we're brothers and sisters um, in Christ, and that we're children of God. And so, Coming to the place where we are now, it's that challenge for us of being willing to release our role as lead pastor and discover what God was desiring to do through Essence Place. And um, initially, the path forward wasn't clear, but we just came to a place of knowing: okay, God is asking us to be open-handed with our leadership and. And we couldn't completely understand what God was doing, but we knew that the clear next step for us was to be willing to to release that role and trust that God would lead the church and continue to provide for the the church, provide for us, and make a path where it seems like there is no way. And um, I will tell you, it has been emotionally and spiritually testing for us over the last year. Um, Even coming to this moment now um, has been very challenging. Partially because we've had to carry it fairly confidentially and privately as we're trying to sort out what God's doing, and then as we've had a chance to share it with the advisory team, and they've had to carry it confidentially, it's been in that place where we just we just want the church to be a part of the process and bring you into what God's doing. And um, so, in the challenge of that, know that as we sit here and we share with you this morning, you may feel as though you're trying to catch up to what is happening. But um, our hope and our trust is that God's Holy Spirit will help bring you into that process and help you to be part of the process of what's going to be unfolding now over the next few
1: months. Um, So this is obviously... incredibly challenging to share um because immediately you start to think like oh wait what does that mean and there's a thousand questions that are running through your mind and does this mean change and and it's surprising and and all of that and so um we just have been um, in a place of just high trust in the Lord and really working to be sensitive to the Lord and to be open-handed to the Lord of um what he's saying to us and and As he says it to us, when do we share it with other people? Um, If you have been at Essence Place um, for very long, most of you have, at least for a little while, you know that we um, lead and we share, we teach, we preach, we disciple in a very open and transparent um, way. And sometimes that can be a little messy and sometimes, you know, um, not. And so this was one of those um, situations where we felt like, okay, so God, you're saying this to us. We just need to start talking about it with our community and, and bring them in on it. But the Lord just kept, like, not giving us enough information um, for us to really feel like we could bring it and answer any kind of questions that would be there. And so God just, we felt like he just kept saying, be still be still and wait and listen. And so um, you all in your own relationship with the Lord and the path that you're on with him and how he has led you, you know that the way God works sometimes is to like follow by breadcrumbs. Like he just like drops little things and it's like, it's like there's a shift that's happening in your heart and your spirit in your mind and you can't put your finger on it and then he'll drop another little breadcrumb. And then there's still so many questions that are there. And that's what this process has been for us. Um, In some ways, it has been excruciatingly uh, painful and difficult and frustrating, um, infuriating, actually, uh, where we have, you know, been frustrated even with God of like, you know, why can't you just lay it out um, before us? And so and we also, um, you know, know, though, that God, is so faithful and he's so good, so that even when he is only dropping breadcrumbs, he does have a plan and he does have a purpose and he wants us. To be walking in it in a very careful, cautious way. To let Him do the work and and let Him unfold the plan and not us. And so, um, if you've been a part of a church, you know, if you have history of growing up in church, you know that transitions and leadership, you know, whether it's leadership exiting or entering, um, there's kind of a playbook, so to speak. You know, there's like this kind of way of going about it and doing it. And we felt from the beginning that the Lord was like. I'm going to toss, as he has often done with Essence Place, I'm going to toss out all the playbooks, and I'm going to toss out all the manuals, and we're going to do this my way, and can you follow my way? And so that has just been a challenge to Brad and I over and over again of just literally going you know we started we started the the pre-launch phase of you know the church um open-handed in our our transition at that point and going god what do you want us to do next and our hands were open because that's what we have committed to the lord is that we would be open-handed and god what he placed in our hands was the start of essence place was the start of this church and we looked at and we said okay but the commitment is to remain open-handed and we would never grasp it tightly. We would never own it. We would never control it. And again, challenges along the way, but that's exactly what this process has been for us is where God has said, okay, you're open-handed. Now I'm gonna place this in your hand and I don't want you to grasp it. I don't want you to try to control it. I don't want you to try to manipulate it or maneuver it. I want you to remain open-handed and let me do my work and my plan. And we know that we can trust God that again, as we remain open-handed, that He, his purposes and his way Of unfolding his purposes is far beyond more beautiful and more creative. And, and more trustworthy than if we got involved in this or the advisory team or, or you guys. And so we just want you to know the posture of what our heart has been and the posture that we have tried to commit to keeping. And this is the posture we're going to invite you as a church and a community into as well Is a posture of open handedness, open heartedness to trust that the Lord does have a plan and a purpose. And it's not going to look exactly what you think it'll look like or what we have made Maybe seen other leadership transitions look like as brad said um, we are remaining in a place of um, shared leadership we're not going anywhere right now like i think it's important for us to put that out there you know right now which is part of the confusion of what great god when you started putting in our heart that we needed to be open to releasing you know pastoral leadership or we need to be open to you know a change in that that means then okay brad resigns and we resign and and we transition and and we're gone in a matter of time and God said nope that's that's not what God's doing and so um, as it's been unfolding um, we have just continued to be trusting the voice of the Holy Spirit and leading. Thankfully, um, we're not on our own in this. We have uh, the oversight of the Assemblies of God, um, Southern New England Ministry Network, which I work for, um, but they also serve as our church board. We have talked a little bit about that here because we are what they call a district-affiliated church, meaning because we're a young church, we have oversight that's outside of our church um, from our district superintendent and presbytery board. And then we also have the advisory team who do not serve in an oversight role but they do serve in a prayer supportive council role and so we have invited the advisory team into that we've invited the district into that and they've been speaking to this process over the last um, four months four to five months Um, they've been speaking to that and just um, giving counsel praying with us uh, directing and and guiding so Brad will share a little bit of what that kind of the way we work together in relationship with them.
0: So one of the things um, that we did. This was back in the fall, and was actually not because of this transition process we're talking about, but just an instruction given to all churches that kind of fit our category of being district affiliated was to form an advisory team. And so we did that, and we have individuals from the church. If you're on the advisory team, you want to wave your hand. There are. Yeah, Jennifer, Justin, Jolie, and Orlando. And so they um, started meeting back in the fall. And the intention of that group is just prayerful representation as the the church to work alongside the pastors. And um, they have been very, very gracious to hold this in confidence. And um, they kind of got dropped into the deep end of the the pool really quickly. When we first were meeting, we said, okay, we're gonna bring you into something that we don't know the exact process, we don't know the exact timeline, but you need to be praying about it. And let's come together and start praying for the church about the guidance and direction. And so um, I'm so thankful to them for their willingness to serve in that way and how they've walked alongside us And then, um, as Kristen mentioned, us being uh, affiliated to the Assemblies of God and having the oversight that we do, we had our uh, network superintendent, Nick Fittato, and then also an Eastern Connecticut regional presbyter. His name is uh, Scott Giordano, who have met with the advisory team a couple of times and helped us start talking through the process of what will it look like. And one of the things that um, really became clear for us, is that in the the transition process, um, that it, it, like Kristen said, it doesn't work to just follow a, a normal pastoral transition um, for a few things. And I'll lay out some of the reasons why it will look a little different for Essence Place. And some of that is just how young the church is. In March, the church will be four years old. Um, you know, we as the, the founding planting pastors are are still here. The church hasn't been through a, trans, a pastoral transition yet. And, um, and then realizing that the church is still in a place of rebuilding and recovering from the, the, the pandemic and what all of those restrictions have meant and what that looks like for the church and realizing that Essence Place is in a place where... We need the the continued leadership from um, Brad and Kristen for a season of time to help give space to onboard and bring in new pastors. and And so, part of what we've um, started talking about is just the vision and the possibility—a new thing that God's doing, of saying, "What would it look like to have shared leadership for a time?" So, rather than being a church pastored by by two people, a couple, we would become a church pastored in a in a team approach with um, another couple that would be incoming pastors. and to work together for a season of time. And um, what was really amazing about that is as we've talked about it with the advisory team, as we've talked about it with um, our our district level oversight and leadership, there was a a yes Lord attitude. As like the New Testament said, it seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit of this place of just trusting that um, it really will help give um, increased strength and support to the church through a transition time.
1: I think uh, we know that God, not I think, I know, we know that God is a multi-purposeful God, and so he's working out many different purposes at one time in a way, again, that we may not be able to, to do, but God is able to do that. And so um, on one you know purpose, we're looking at God saying, okay, God, what do you want for the future um, of Essence Place? And recognizing that we are in a rebuilding, and, and in a sense almost need to, um, it's not a relaunch or a restart of Essence Place, but it, it is a rebuilding, and a really looking at the future and kind of recalibrating, I think would be the, the best word for it, recalibrating for the future. And that, that, that shouldn't, and it doesn't just come through the leaders or the pastors of the church, but it should come from the community as a whole, as we discern the will of God together as a community. And so um, in looking at what is best for the church, it was recognizing that there's a lot of um, need that is still present in rebuilding the church and in leadership, a need that's there. And so to be able to bring in another pastoral couple um, is just a huge gift uh, for Essence Place because it brings some anchoring and some grounding um, to different areas of the church that really need pastoral leadership and guidance. Um, And yet to... To also, um, again, not just switch out leadership, but actually expand the the leadership. And so as Brad said, you're going to hear that phrasing of shared leadership because that's really what it is, is a shared leadership of working together with the people that God has identified and, and brought. And we'll share a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, But one of the other purposes that we've seen God unfolding in all of this um, has been recognizing what's been happening in our family and in in ministry of what God has called me to and what God has, um, you know, asked me to do in my work and in my job. And so, as most of you know, last year, at the beginning of the year, I was offered a new ministry role and really felt like this is exactly what we are supposed to do. I am supposed to do this is the next step for what God has for me. And, um, and then just praying and trusting that God would help us learn how to balance the different ministry roles that we have with our family. Our family is the most important to us. Um, our marriage and then our ministry to our kids comes first and foremost. There's nothing that will ever be allowed to interfere with that, nothing that will ever be allowed to um, hinder that. And so while we may have challenging seasons where we're stretched and we have to kind of recalibrate again and pull back and, and find rhythm again, we will not allow anything um, including ministry, to uh, interfere with ministry to our kids first. And so we um, knew that I needed to take a step back from some of my responsibilities at Essence Place to be able to do um, what I was, what God was asking me to do. And so we made those adjustments. Um, and that has, you know, again, presented challenges at times, especially for Brad. We co-pastored, you know, all the way up until that point. And so this is just an opportunity, again, for another pastoral couple to come in to be in similar pick up some of where I had to leave off, some of the things that I was not able to do or I was not able to accomplish. Um, and then recognizing too that we needed to, you know, I think that was part of what God was speaking to us about um, probably the first quarter of last year as I began to move further into my the ministry role, was that we were feeling very stretched as a family. Um, Brad carrying this kind of big ministry leadership responsibility and weight over here and me carrying this ministry leadership weight and responsibility over here. And that was for us Personally, but despite what Essence Place needed, despite what was happening with the vision of Essence Place, we were recognizing something had to shift um, if our family was going to be okay, <laughs> and if we were going to be okay. And so, um, we just wanted we want to share that too because again, it's just the reminder of the posture of like the multi-purposeful way that God works, and that as things are shifting for us and our family, He's also shifting things for Essence Place and showing us, you know what, there are things that, and we will say this very bluntly, there are things that Essence Place needs to be able to go to the next season, the next level that Brad does not have, and I do not have in gifting and ability. We are okay and yes there's a pride sometimes that wants us to say oh we can figure it all out and do it all but the reality is is we recognize there are some gifts and abilities and strengths that we do not have they're not in us we can try to like make them happen we can try to maneuver our way into them um but that we don't have them and God's saying it's okay though because I got other people that do have those things and so um so it's just a it's it's cool to see that God works in in all things that He's working in our family and recognizing that we do need to take a step back in how much we are doing, but that in the same time Essence Place actually needs people beyond us, <laughs> and and have gifts and abilities um, beyond us as well.
0: And so you may have a whole lot of questions going through your mind of like the the so what so does that mean? This, does that mean that? And we're going to do our best to answer a few of those questions today, but then realizing that this also becomes a conversation that's going to unfold over time. And I think, um, again, another one of those bottom line points that you need to hear and and lock into your mind is that um, while we're communicating that there is a, a releasing of our role as lead pastors of Essence Place, it doesn't mean we're going anywhere right now. Um, it means that there is a process that's gonna that has already started and we're bringing it to your awareness and we're sharing it with you. But then what's going to happen is it's going to continue to unfold um, in the coming months. And so there will be changes that you start noticing and then we're going to bring updates along the way and start having some more conversations. But we want you to see that this is... Um, are also best effort to honor what God's doing and and not doing things in a sudden or abrupt way as much as it may feel that way in this moment, um, but to help you see that this is this is still unfolding and you have a part in this. Um, one of the the clear things too, and just a bottom line, is that um, like Kristen is talking about in that place of shared leadership. And so um, it it was as we talked more with the advisory team and then even with our. Um, district level oversight or superintendent, one of the things that we kept coming back to is wanting to be sure that Essence Place was as strong as possible moving through leadership transition. And, and so how can we do that? Well, let's do it from a shared way. And, and so one of the things that you need to hear is that right now for, for us as a family, we, we aren't looking to leave Essence Place to go pastor another church. There's not a a job offer from another church. We're not, you know, going, you know, across town or across the state or somewhere else to take another church, but um, that in our hearts, it's responding to, okay, God wants to do something here at Essence Place. There are things that have been shifting for us as a family, and so we're going to let that play out over time. And so being able to bring in a pastoral couple to work with us through a transition period helps kind of build a bridge for us to walk across um, through those different groups, Essence Place our family, this other couple that we're going to introduce to you. And so with that, it's understanding that, um, you know, it's it's that remaining open-handed and going, okay, God, we can let this play out and work out and discover it with you as it happens. And um, so so with it, we've been praying, you know, with our advisory team and our superintendent for, okay, how do we identify who would would come and work with Essence Place and work with us? And, and so I have the – the privilege to announce to you today, and then um, next Sunday you have the opportunity to meet um, pastors Rafael and Claudia Hernandez. Um, they have been serving in pastoral ministry for a number of years. Um, they have, up to this point, have been serving in a church in Western Massachusetts as um, associate pastors, and um, it's you're going to get to hear some more of their story, so I don't want to give their story right now. You'll get to hear that, uh, but they'll be with us next Sunday, and it's just been Awesome to see how God, like Kristen said, is multi-purposeful. And God was doing a work in them and speaking to them about a new thing. And then God is doing this here at Asins Place. And then what we started to discover was that there was this, this converging of paths that was happening. And um, so our advisory team had an opportunity to, to meet them um, recently, had a really great meeting as um, they were introduced to them. And uh, then next Sunday, so you want to make sure you're here next Sunday, you'll have an opportunity to meet them and we'll introduce them to you and you're going to, to hear more of their story of what that will what that will look like as well.
1: I think to, to back up a little bit and to understand that because we are a district affiliated church and we are a younger church, it's a little bit different in that typically a church um, would possibly elect a new pastor. They would take a vote, the membership would vote, and then there would be a new pastoral election. We are a district-affiliated church. We do not do membership at this point, um, and so that uh, decision of the identification of additional pastoral leadership coming in is made by uh, the district superintendent and the presbytery board that, again, like I said, works with the current pastors to oversee the church, and so um, just so that you know, again, if you have a familiarity of a different type of, of leadership transition um, that it's a unique way the the way that it works but one again another just seeing god's hand in it is um, it takes because again, some of you may be like, this is just the strangest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know, maybe you're not. Maybe you're like, this makes so much sense. But I don't know. For us, this is not, um, our superintendent said, of like, there's not a playbook for how we are doing this. But I really believe, this is his words, I really believe that God is in this and God's putting this together in that essence place is at a unique place and time to be able to receive this type of shared leadership. And the fact that God brought a pastoral couple um, that is very open to this and actually excited about, about this process. Um, not, I'm going to be completely honest. Not every pastor, um, would be excited about this because they, they would want to be in charge. They would want to be in control. They would want to take over. Um, but they have just incredible humble hearts and are just so open to God's work and God's plan. Um, and so just that God would lead us to a couple that, um, has that open heart is incredible. And, and we will like 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 Brad said, we'll share more next week, Um, but we actually know this couple well. Um, I've worked with, uh, so he's, uh, Raphael is an ordained minister um, with our network and Claudia is finishing her ministerial license work to become licensed minister. But Claudia and I have worked together for almost three years now uh, in women's ministry throughout the district. I've mentored her. Um, I've been walking with her for a long time. So that's also been another huge gift in this is that we have a relationship with them um, coming in. And so uh, just there's already a trust that's established there, an openness that's established, and so that we can work together in in this way.
0: So, um, you know, we've been talking over the last few weeks of when God's doing a new thing, it's kind of like God's spirit goes out and says, do you see it? Do you perceive it? Can you see what I'm doing? And so what we want to invite you to do is, is to really challenge yourself. And God, how, how are you inviting me to participate? In the process, and and I've got some some points for you, because um, you know we always have a reflection point or questions or things to ask yourself. So I want to make sure you take that with you today. But um, we really, you know, in this new thing that God is doing for Essence Place, we really believe that um, first of all, like I'm just confident that you know God's best for Essence Place is is still here and still unfolding, um, and that through this process, I think that's one of the things that's been so amazing is as as um, Mentally, emotionally, spiritually challenging as it's been for Kristen and I to walk through this process and try to understand and go, God, are you sure? God, are you sure this is what you're doing? Um, We've been seeing multiple places and multiple times where God just speaks and goes, do you trust me? This is my church. I care for my church. I love my people. I'm leading my people. And, and I need you to trust me. And so we keep coming back to that place of believing that that God is still has great things for Essence Place, for the greater Hartford region. And we're thankful that we get to continue to be part of that process as things will unfold over, over this year. And so um, our commitment is that walking at God's speed, moving at God's speed, you know, not too fast, not too slow, and staying in time with what God's doing
1: So some of those questions, I think, again, before we move into like, what we want to do is give you an invitation into the process because there are steps, right, where you kind of, you can't bring everybody in at one, at one time that can breed and create chaos, but there are moments where it's appropriate and this is the moment that it's appropriate And so what we want to encourage and challenge you with is that you are not watching this happen, that if you call Essence Place your community, like if you have felt in your heart that this is the place that God has led you and brought you and this is your community, then this is your church and this is your process. And so there is a part and a role that you play. In the new thing, as we've been talking about, that has been the challenge. That's why we did the sermon series is is God saying, I'm doing a new thing, and I'm going to bring that new thing to you, but you will have a choice to make of how you participate into the new thing. And so we all have that, that choice to make. And so I think the bottom line, though, too, before we get into that is to say, That, again, we are remaining at Essence Place for now. And when we say for now, we literally mean we don't know what God has. And we are open-handed. We do not believe that God is going to lead us away, stepping out completely of Essence Place anytime in the near future. But what does that look like? It's in God's hands. And that can be frustrating to not have a clear answer. Believe me, <laughs> it's our lives. <laughs> so I know it can be frustrating, um, but we do not feel a release uh, at this point. God has not released us to step away from Essence Place. He has asked us to stay here and remain through, through all of this and what he is doing and to be open-handed of how the, the role that we fill in this, So you have a role to fill, we have a role to fill, and our role may be shifting and changing, but we are trusting the Lord with it. And so we just want that to be clear to you, because I know that that's going to be a question to say, okay, you have shared leadership, but when does, like, what's the timeline on that? Is it four months, is it six months, six months is it a year? And we're not able to answer that question, but we did not want, we wanted to bring you in earlier. We wanted you to be a part of this earlier, not way down the line. <laughs> so um, just
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to recognize that nobody is a part of Essence Place by accident. It's not, you know, without God's purposes of why you're here when you're here. So we truly believe that every person who calls Essence Place home, that feels like they belong here at Essence Place, um, God has you here for such a time as this. To be part of the church, to, to give strength to the body of Christ, like Paul talks about in Ephesians, how it's a it's a one whole complete body that needs to be in unity with one another. And so um, you are here on purpose and for a reason. And so we want you to feel that place of belonging. And then also to understand that, you know, as we said, this new couple will be here with us next Sunday to, to meet them, introduce them. But um, you're going to see through the month of February, it's a time of just building a relationship, getting to know one another, a place of discovery. um, So change will start to happen slowly over time. So it's not like everything is going to be drastically different one Sunday to the next Sunday. Um, but some places to to start um, thinking through, okay, God, what are you speaking to me? What are you saying to me as we invite you into the process um, is, is really important for, for you to take what we shared today. And um, first of all, number one, just to process how you feel about it. Like don't, don't ignore what you're feeling. Don't avoid it. Um, and, and then also in doing that, you don't need to do it in isolation from other people. So it's okay to, to identify it, to, um, to ask questions. And truthfully, the church is at a size where um, we have the ability, like Kristen and I have the ability to have a conversation with each of you. If you want a conversation, if you want to talk, um, we are available and we'll do it. We will will meet with each of you. We actually said in preparation for today, we really wish we could just sit down and have a conversation with every single person individually rather than having to share this way. (laughs) Um, But now going forward we're a place where we want we want you to process like what are you feeling and and be in the place of asking questions like questions help you remain engaged questions help you identify you know what what am i feeling why am i feeling it and then you know make a note of those places where things feel unclear and and give us the opportunity to to answer that or to speak to that or to say you know what we don't know that yet
1: everyone processes change this is change right there's not going to be it's not major sudden change but this is change Everybody processes change differently, but everybody processes change. And so there's always grief that can start to come up. There's always confusion, there's always questions. And so you guys know us and you know our hearts. There are no wrong questions. There are no wrong feelings. And so if you're mad, tell us. If you're frustrated, tell us. If you feel betrayed, tell us. If you feel abandoned, tell us. If you feel like I am so confused and I think you're crazy, That's okay, tell us, we will talk about it. And I don't say that lightly. For those of you that may have not been here as long, you can ask our others that have been here since the beginning. When we say that, we truly mean it. We do not have trouble with hard conversations. And so let's just talk about it and let's work through it and let's do it together and not in isolation of each other. The other thing is that we would say is ask God, what is your ministry assignment? We all have a ministry assignment. Yes, we're called pastors. Yes, we do it in terms of vocation and career. But you all are ministers of the gospel of Christ Jesus. You all have a part and gifts and abilities and strengths and and a calling that God has placed on your life, in your work that you do, in your family, in your neighborhood, but in this community of Essence Place is your home. And so we challenge you and we ask you, invite you, ask God, what is my ministry assignment? When there's change like this that happens, some people just say, okay, I'm out. I can't be here anymore. I don't want to do this. We don't. We want to change challenge you to slow down, to pause, and to listen to what God will say and listen what the Spirit will say. Some people will respond by saying, okay, I'm here, but I'm an observer. I'll just watch and wait and see what happens. Please don't be an observer. Please don't sit back watching and waiting to see what happens. Pray, talk together, work together. And then the third best option is digging our heels in, diving into the trenches together at this new season of Essence Place and saying, how can we as a community grow together? How can we grow individually? And then how can we grow together as a community? And then um, finally, um, I think that's part of the ministry assignment is asking God to give you insight and wisdom and discernment into the work and and the new thing that God is doing here in this community, because you have a part in it, and you have wisdom, you have insight that this community needs, that we need, and so we just want you to be a part of that, and then finally, um, be flexible. (laughs) Be flexible. God is calling us to great flexibility in this, but we already know flexibility because the last two years have been insane, so... We can be flexible.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think um, in in transition times and change times, those are opportunities for us to to lean in and and work to experience unity and connection to one another. Not to go, I don't know what to make of it, and disengage. And so to really challenge yourself, like Kristen is saying, of like, what are the places, God, that you're calling us to, to participate in and to be. In, in unity and realizing too, and we're going to talk about this some, that there are feelings of grief because and, and loss because things are changing. What we have known and what has seemed like stable and steady, that is changing. But then also we realize that there's places of excitement and it's okay to be excited, excited and have joy of going like, okay, God, like this is... This is a big change, and it feels overwhelming. But I'm excited because there's something new that you're doing here. And what is it going to look like? What is it going to feel like? And and what is this going to do to continue strengthening and and building the church? And so we have to hold those two things in tension. We're going to talk about that more of like what it means to just hold you know the grief and the joy in the tension, um, um, both of those. But here's what I want to do. Um, I want to pray for us, and then um, we'll end. Officially, you know, formally, end the, our time together. But then, um, obviously, just space to be able to have questions, conversation. If you're watching online, um, I just encourage you to reach out to us and um, find space to be able to have conversation and communicate with us. Um, although you're not in the room now, we still want to make sure that we're engaging with you and and being able to have that conversation together. And so, here's what I'd like to invite you to do: if we could stand together, um, I Paul has a great prayer. That um, there are several great prayers that are written in the New Testament, but um, in in the Book of Ephesians, there's this this wonderful prayer that, that Paul writes, and in some translations identify it as a, a prayer for spiritual wisdom. And so, what I wanted to do, um, in ending our time together, is to pray this over the church, and then um, just to pray for us in in this step into the new thing, the new season that God's doing. And so I invite you to just bow your heads. And if you feel comfortable, just kind of extending your hands in this place of just receiving from God. Like we've said multiple times, that place of just being open-handed and trusting God and what God is doing. And so let me pray from the scriptures for us this morning. Ephesians chapter one. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you may grow in the knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope that he has given those he has called, his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now that he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. God, we're so thankful that you have made Christ Jesus the fullness and the completeness of the church, the body of Christ. Lord, we realize that as change happens, it's a natural part of life that we move through seasons from one season to the next, winter, spring, summer, fall. We experience seasonal changes in our, in our own lives as we, as we grow, as we mature, as we age. And so we realize, God, that as things are dynamic and they change, that you are faithful through it all. God, we thank you for your church. We thank you for Essence Place. We thank you for what you have done. And God, we thank you for what you are going to continue to do. God, we truly believe and have a confident hope that the best is still yet to come for Essence Place. God, we pray that as we go through a place of transition and in leadership as a church, that you would protect and guide it as you already have. Lord, that you would superintend the process from beginning to end. And that Lord, through this season of discovery, that you would unfold your good and faithful will for your church. God, I pray for each person who calls Essence Place home, who who belongs to this body of Christ. We pray, Lord, that you would um, help in that place of discovery what you are doing. God, I pray that you would speak to each person and in challenging those places of participation. Lord, help us to bring our full selves to to be wholehearted in this process. Lord, to speak and name the things that we need to, both the places where we feel maybe overwhelmed, confused, or, or, or feel a sense of loss or grief or, or the places where we celebrate with joy and excitement for what you were doing. God, we invite all of the fullness of that. And we pray, Lord, that you would strengthen your church through this process. Lord, that this would be one more time of us growing in faith, growing in discipleship in the way of following you, of being willing to, to count the cost and say, yes, Lord, we are in. God, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. God, we thank you that you truly are faithful. When we call on your name, we know, Lord, that you're faithful to respond. So Lord, we say yes to you and we thank you for your church. We pray this in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen.